Welcome to the Desire to Dream podcast. I'm your host, Low Wilder. The vision of this podcast is to provide tools on how to become successful in your finances, business, leadership development, and much more. A little bit about me, I grew up in the hood, homeless at the age of 14. I made a choice not to become a product of my environment. And today, I am a successful businessman, community leader, and inspirational speaker. It is my desire to encourage and empower you to unlock your greatness. So tune in and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Desire to Dream podcast. I'm your host, Low Wilder. And today, man, I have a special, special guest. Good friend of mine has been in the Central Florida area. My man is out here just crushing his goals, doing a lot of things. Um, definitely look forward to getting into his story a little bit, you know, and sharing that with us here. But uh, welcome to the show, my brother Samuel. How are you doing, Mr. Samuel O'Banner? Hello, I'm doing fantastic. First of all, thank you for the opportunity to be here. It's a great thing that you're doing and just happy to be a part, bro. Man, absolutely, man. Well, you know, like I was telling you before, um, we, we want to share, you know, the achievers, right? We want to highlight those achievers, people who turn their dreams to reality. You have an amazing story. You've been inspiring and helping others find financial freedom, just leading them on the way. Um, so without further ado, man, you know, just tell the audience, you know, a little bit about yourself, your background, and, you know, and where you are today. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to my life and components of it, but since we're talking about the financial space, I grew up in poverty, right? So mm -hmm. we literally, we, it was a struggle. You know, yeah. there was one point, my mom and I, single parent household, we were homeless at one point and had to stay with my grandmother. Mm. And so I carried a lot of the, the poverty and just the poor uh, habits, financial habits into my adulthood. I mean, you're talking, if anybody was terrible with money low, it was me, bro. Right. That's why I feel <laughs> like, you know, with the turnaround that I credit God for mm -hmm. uh, and giving Lord. me the wisdom, it, 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 I was the worst. So I feel like when I communicate with people, transparent. So yeah. it came a point in my life and I recently shared a video on this, again, carrying those terrible financial habits into my adulthood. My account at one point low would change it all for me. It was $757 overdrawn, mm. right? And man. that's when I said, man, something's got to change. I, right. There has to be something. So I just began to really, you know, I am a Christian. Look mm -hmm. into God's word. Look at the biblical. There's over 2,000 scriptures on money, bro. Man. And I began to really study and learn and apply the principles and long story short, I paid off my personal debt in one year. Wow. Uh, about, let's see, about maybe nine years later, mm -hmm. I met my wife and she had $50,000 of debt. Mm. Had a conversation. Hey, this is how I want us to live, sweetheart. Are right. you on board? She agreed, got married. First 18 months, we knocked out the $50,000. Wow. Fast forward a couple years later, we purchased our first home. And we paid off our mortgage and three hundred thousand dollars, completely mortgage free. Wow, so, man! Listen, yeah. y'all heard that, folks? Three hundred thousand in three years. Yeah. His wife's debt fifty thousand. Man, that's just impressive, bro. Let's let's kind of go back, right? So you, you said you grew up in poverty. Um, you yeah. were homeless at one point. I, I can relate to that, right? I was homeless at fourteen. I was moving from house to house, moving in with my grandmother, moving in with my sister. And we were just bouncing around, living out of a bag. And so I, I kind of, mm -hmm. you know, built this, uh, you know, habit of being scarce, like money wasn't available for us. Right. So um, yeah. with your, with your uh, 
background, you know, with, and being in poverty, and I'm sure a lot of people listening are either going through that right now, or they've been through it themselves. You know, what was it for you? Like, um, obviously, you went to college, right? So what was the mindset like, you know, coming up? Well, so for example, I just kind of followed the pattern, like, for example, having a car payment, right? Mm -hmm. I always thought it was just a way of life. Right. I always thought, I figured everybody had a car payment, you know, the average car payment, I believe is maybe about $500 or just under $500 a month, the average right. car payment. The average, I figured right. that, yeah, I just figured everybody in the world had a car payment that was driving. Mm. The idea that I can actually drive a paid for vehicle didn't even register in my mind. So for me, though, it was just ignorance. Right. And as I got older and realized, hey, what I'm doing now is just not working. So I think I I got to a point where I realized the way I'm living currently, it's not working. Something has to change. Right. Well, what was it for you that changed? I mean, uh, I know a little bit about it. So, uh, you know, you, you joined the organization or, or a movement, right? And, and that's kind of where you got the education because we all know colleges is not teaching us, you know, how to manage our money, right. you know, how to invest. I mean, I did have a personal finance professor, shout out to uh, Miss Sylvia Rose, Hampton University, mm -hmm. who did, you know, drop some nuggets when I took her course, as far as yeah. personal finance. And she's like, listen, don't rent, own, etc. But what was it for you that that broke it? You were like, oh, wow, I get it now. Um, or what, what education, like for me, it was, it was books, right? You know, I became right. a reader. And, um, right. you know, so what was it for you that that was like, okay, this is this is the move right here? Yeah, so number one, it was it was God's word. I think he was instilling in me that I don't have to live that way. Mm -hmm. Right? I think that's the start. And so right. I was ready for a change. And then like yourself, I began to dive into other books. There's so many different financial gurus. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. There's some personal friends of mine who my wife and I got to meet, Talit and Ty McNeely. Okay. Um, with his and her money. And I just began to listen and just fill my brain with different thoughts and, and ideas of right. a way of life that was different than what I even imagined. Man, man, listen, like going to Dave Ramsey, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, shout out to Dave Ramsey. I know yeah. a lot of, I know a lot of financial people, uncle Dave, right. A lot of yeah. people <laughs> like my man, Grant Cardone, cause I follow Grant. He's always going off mm -hmm. on, on Dave, but man, listen, I learned, I learned some good, um, tips and, and how to manage. One of the things that I did, um, I was running a multi-million dollar business with the corporation that I work for and mm -hmm. I was making decent money. Right. But I had these bad habits and I created this debt. And so one of the things Dave said was like, Hey, go get a second job. And that was a uh, humility for me because I'm running a $2 million business and I ended up working at a, a pharmacy store. Um, and when I went to the store, I was working the register and I worked there all through my high school years and college. So those who know me, you know, where I was at, I was, mm -hmm. I was uh, working um, the front and bro, it was like embarrassing because some of my, um, customers and contractors were coming in, you know, buying stuff. And they were like, man, what you doing here, bro? Like, you know, but I was following this plan that Ramsey, you know, laid out. It was like, eliminate debt, eliminate debt. Um, so right. I, I did that, man. Um, so with that being said, right, humility, you start to change your lifestyle. You're not going out. You're not eating at all the fancy spots at the moment because you're sacrificing for this time. How mm -hmm. difficult is that? Because I think some people they'll read the book or they'll say, man, I'm not doing that. But tell two things. I want to, it's a two-part question, right? How difficult was it for you? 
Did you have friends that were coming at you like Sam, Samuel, come on, man. Um, and then the second part to that is why, why is it so important that you do that in the beginning? Excellent question. So it was challenging. I had to learn to say no. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people, including myself at the time, one of the reasons why I stacked up so much debt is because I didn't know how to say no to myself and to the things that I wanted. And to be honest, we live in a culture where we are taught, if, even if you don't have the money, use a credit card, get mm -hmm. it, find a way, you know, put yourself in debt. You need to have this item, this or that, whatever it may be. So it was challenging. What helped me, though, was not just paying off the debt, right? The idea, I think, for anybody to just pay off debt just because, who wants to do that, right? You see all right. the money going out. Who wants to do that? I had to attach it to a greater goal, right? Mm. So as, as a believer, I wanted to be a good steward with the money that God had given me. Right. I also began to think about the future. Hey, what would the future look like if I didn't have a car payment? What would my future look like? And this is when I was single. Mm -hmm. If I were to get married and my wife and I were debt-free or have children and we were able to leave a financial legacy for our children. Right. Uh, the, you know, and I started to think about and attach uh, the this actions to a greater goal rather than just paying off debt. Yep. For for what's the uh, the go to scripture? Because um, I got one in my head, but I, I want to hear yours, man. For uh, the principle, right? Which which one's man, yours? Proverbs twenty two seven. The borrower <laughs> is slave to the lender. Lender, that's it. Man, and and I didn't want to be a slave to anybody. You know, man. when you. When you, when I realized when I had a car payment, if any moment I missed a payment or two, mm -hmm. they could come repossess my vehicle. Right. They can call my phone whenever they wanted. It definitely felt like a slave relationship. Yeah. And so I wanted to get these things out of my life. And Man. when I read that passage, it just really opened my eyes. Man, that's powerful, bro. So for the people that are listening, right? I mean, what are some tips and strategies? Don't want to give away too much because I know, you, you know, you got the course and all of that. And we're going to sure, make sure, sure. That, that we provide um, access. You know, I'm going to share everybody how they can find you, how they can follow you, how they can uh, go to your YouTube channel. So we'll have that all in the description um, on the podcast. But, you know, give out some some nuggets, some free nuggets, some little gems, you know, uh, for the people. Man. Like if, if, you know, you're talking about fifty thousand dollar debt, that can sound that right. can seem overwhelming. Not sure what mm -hmm. the income salary was, but what is some of the best practices, if you will, for those individuals that are like, man, I don't have 50, but I got 20 and I need to figure out how I can pay that down. First of all, you got to get mad at it. You, you can, it takes some time in most cases to kind of gradually throughout the years, accumulate a mountain of debt. But in order to really make a change, you have to get mad at it. You have to say, I'm done with this. You got to get pissed off. Right. That's number one. Right. You got to say to yourself, this is it. I'm done. I'm not going into debt. Mm -hmm. I'm at a place in my life, low. I would rather ride a bicycle than to have another car payment. <laughs> right. I kid you not. Question. Hey, question real quick. Do you, me and, me and my man Samuel got something in common. You still got the Camry, bro? Yes, I do. <laughs> hey, Camry team, let's go. Hey, when yeah. I saw you with the Camry, because I'm like, bro you can do you can you can buy a nice car like we can get the Benz if we wanted to we can get the you know whatever we want but hey bro I'm a Camry man you're a Camry man I mean I, I had to ask because yeah bro that that car not only is it frugal man it's like why do I need something else I can get to point a to point b it's still a nice ride 
But go ahead, man. I ain't mean to interrupt, but that was yeah. Oh, you're I, good. You're good. My wife wants me to upgrade. She drives <laughs> a, a, a newer vehicle. Right. So she wants me to upgrade, and I just it gets me from A to B. And right, so right. I like the idea that yeah, sure, I can go on a lot and buy a car cash right now. You mm-hmm. know, but why? This gets right. me from A to B. So number one, you got to get fed up with that. And then I think mm-hmm. the next thing is living below your means, right? Mm-hmm. So many times we are our monthly expenses are greater than our income. Right. So you got to cut things out. Like my wife and I, we made great sacrifices. For example, cable, that's a common one. I think the average cable bill, maybe roughly $130, 100, $150 right. a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, in that, you in had that internet, you had internet to that, bro. It's about 200. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. And so, so one of the things our entire time, and even to this day, we don't have cable, right? Mm, we saw right. it. We see cable as a luxury. Right. Uh, and, and so we'll subscribe to maybe Netflix or something like that, right. uh, which is much cheaper. But you got to understand the difference between a want and a need. Mm. And once you really realize that and take a real assessment, hey, why do I have this? Is this to impress somebody else or is this because I want it or is this an actual need for my family? And by needs, we talk about when my wife and I teach with our organization, Fresh Start right. Financial Education, the right. four needs food shelter clothing and and not just not not clothing like gucci you know basic clothing you know <laughs> right. just to be presentable right. and transportation and transportation right. and that mm-hmm. doesn't mean go out and, and financing a brand new car something a reliable used vehicle yeah yeah i i got a, fr- a family friend or a family member who um once they started making money they were like man i'm giving mm-hmm. me a ride they're paying they, they first went into the lease leasing the car thought that was the best option why because they then they had mm. the wrong information you know someone told yeah. them hey go lease a car uh they put more mileage on it than they needed to came back said you owe us x amount they were like what right and i'm they're paying like six seven hundred dollars a month just for the car not even including insurance i'm like what are you doing like it, yeah. it blow it blows my mind but um I love Dave Ramsey. He talks about plastic surgery. And that was what I did. You know, I had plastics. I went into my wallet, bro. I grabbed my capital yeah. ones. I grabbed my all my different credit cards. I straight up just cut them all up and said no more. Right. Because what I realized, I had bad habits, bro. I was going out to eat with friends and swiping it on the card. Two, three weeks later, the food done passed through, bro. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. two, three weeks later, I get a bill with you interest bill. for a meal that I had two weeks ago. So, you know, um, that was that's where I started out and like you said man just got fed up with it that's why I got the yeah. second job and said okay I'm going to double down and just start paying out debt little by little and, and started building you know um a nice little nest egg if you will so man that's that's amazing um we talk about paying off debt right but then right. there's this other thing we have to decide or at some point when you graduate from debt college right um hmm. it's it's kind of kind of finding a passive income or residual income i know uh, we have a lot of things in common with that you know with investment properties and things like that that's kind of the space mm-hmm. in the world you're in um why why is that important to because for me i know if i that the 30 years working for a corporation getting to watch you know 401k <laughs> all that stuff them yeah. days is gone man and if people don't realize that um, you know, you have to diversify, you have to create different streams of income. Uh, most people say that, you know, millionaires, right, they have at least seven uh, streams of income. Um, I know for me, the other thing, I sat down with a financial advisor when I started with the corporation that I'm working with, 
about 10 years ago. And he sat me down. We went out to breakfast. I was picking his brain and he was like, what's your number? What's your number, Lo? And I said, my number's uh 407. No, no, no. Like what's, what's your number? Like, do you know the number that you need to retire so that you can live a life that you want to live? And what I realized I'm like, okay. So he taught me how to put into the 401k, taught me how to save and create that. But one of the things he left out was creating residual income, some type of extra stream or multiple streams. Can you talk about right. that a little bit, the importance of it? Um, you know, maybe even some ideas for some people who are like, man, look, I work, but I don't, I don't have an idea of what I should do. So I, what we teach at Fresh Start Financial Education is it's great to invest, whether you're talking rental properties, from a perspective of being debt free, mm. right? And and even so, for example, we we suggest paying off everything. You know, if, if you don't have the house yet paid off, aggressively try to accelerate those payments. If you have a company that has a 401k, especially if they're matching, mm -hmm. get the free money. You know, invest right. up to the match. Get that free money. So that's something to definitely take advantage of. And then there are, there are so many, my wife and I, we invest, we have a few rental properties actually. So we're investing in, in other means and have different streams of income, but it's from a place of having our primary residence completely paid for and no other debt. And so it's something that we talk about. Most of the people that we work with, they're struggling with just the mountain of debt mm. to begin with. Right. And we want to help free them in that capacity. And then from an investing standpoint, there are other investors or you know people that we can uh, direct them to. Mm -hmm. But if you have bad habits now, it's not going to change when you're trying to do different invest investment strategies. Right. You know, you, you want to first address those habits because you got to get the foundation squared away first. Like you just said, you cut up those credit cards and and you just had a mind change. Hey, I am not going to live the way that I have been living. I want to be free. I want to change things in my life. So it starts there. Right. And then we can talk about other strategies and, and, you know, hustling to, you know, even provide more for your family. Man, that's beautiful, man. And, and how, how, how like critical is it for, you know, talking about marriage, you know, Samuel is a, a husband, you know, um, a great husband at that. He has a Thank wonderful you. wife, man. Uh, you know, they, they're family, bro. So um, shout out to the fam. Um, you have a beautiful daughter, uh, 17 Thank months, you. right? Um, yes, sir. So it's important to, to, we're talking about legacy, right? But mm -hmm. when, how important is it in a marriage? Because the Bible says two shall become one, right? Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of, you know, they say finances is probably one of the number one causes of divorce man, how important is it for married couples? If you're married now, like come yeah. together and figure this thing out. Um, or yeah. even if you're dating, you're single and you might, you know, you might see a girl, you're like, man, she's bad, but man, she, she doesn't have, you know, her spending habits is bad. Like how important is that to come on, you know, come in one page and say, yo, we need to sit down and, and meet in the middle. It's extremely important. Uh, when I met my wife, I, I realized and I read in a book that, you know, the number one cause of marital fights, money, money related issues. So I mm -hmm. figured this is the number one cause and some people was debatable one or two, who cares, right? The fact of the matter is it's high up there and it's an issue. Yeah. I figured if that's gonna be such an issue, why not try to get on the same page, get an agreement before we even get married. 
And so my wife's not even support, but her help and us doing this together has allowed us to accelerate and to accomplish these goals faster. Like I mentioned in the first 15 months of marriage, we paid off $50,000 of debt. That would not have been possible if I was trying to pay off debt and she wanted to keep spending. Right. We needed to be on the same page. And then what I think what it does is it, by default, it strengthens your marriage. Mm -hmm. Because you're having communication. You're not just having two separate accounts and, oh, right. you do what you want to do with your money. I do it right. Mine. I do mine. Yeah. There, right. There's unity in that. So I believe it's crucial. Mm. It's extremely crucial to be on the same page. And if you're someone like in our relationship, I was the one who was more, I'm more of the saver. My wife is more of the spender. We mm -hmm. balance each other out. I help her to save. She helps me to have fun. Right, right. right. <laughs> uh, because hey, balance is important, done, bro. Right, yeah. it's important, and so yeah. not thinking, not and valuing each other's differences. Mm -hmm. You know, not looking at her like she's bad because she doesn't save as much as me, and her not looking at me like I'm bad because I save too much or I don't have right. as much fun as she she does. So when we are on the same page, I feel like we accomplish anything. And so what I was going to say is, if you're the saver, because I can speak from that perspective don't just talk about saving money or just getting out of debt. Again, attach it to a greater goal. What mm -hmm. I shared with my wife, when I met her when she was 26. I said, if you trust me, if you follow my lead, you'll be in, living in a paid for home by the time you're 32 years old. That's beautiful, man. Man. I was, that... a, I was, a, I was a year off, bro. She was 33 when we paid off our house. Wow. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, you know, it was a lot of people, man, listen, there's people in their 50s and 60s that that can't say that, man. So, so that's amazing, man. I want to, I want to add some other nuggets, man. We, we talked sure. about the financial piece, right? Um, yeah. cause I think this is important and I think you can speak, you know, life and wisdom in this area, you know, again, you're a great husband, your father. Um, but in a, lot of, a lot of things you're doing, right? So you have a business, you have multiple businesses, you're, you got real estate investment properties. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this. You're also a musician. You're an artist, man. You know, yeah. and so, you know, shout outs to that, man. We're going to make sure they, the new album that just dropped a few months ago, which is fire. Um, we're going to go ahead that. And I heard your wife's track too. So that was dope. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> Chicago put me on it. I was like, okay, sis out here doing her thing. Um, yeah. But you got all these different things going on, right? You know, mm -hmm. you're living out your purpose. You're, you're living out your dreams. You're achieving. You're getting it, making it happen. So obviously a lot of things going on and we only got 24 hours in a day. I hear a lot of people always complain about how they don't have enough time. Right. So we were talking about managing money. Now let's kind of yeah. shift gears a little bit about managing time, being able to balance out a husband, a business, except, you know, every, all these extra things. What are some tips that you can give to the people? Man, I would say number one, for me, it starts with prayer and God's grace. Praise right. God. And I don't say that to be, uh, politically correct or to say it as a cliche like he mm -hmm. literally is the source of everything that we're doing you listen to mm -hmm. my music you see my beliefs infused in my music mm -hmm. uh, when we teach about our finances you see the core of it you can be debt free and follow the principles that we teach and still be miserable right. without a deep-rooted understanding of like you said purpose mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. and we believe we get our purpose from our creator and our faith in god so um, I'm a, I believe that you, you can't manage time. This is how I think about it. Time, as we're on this call right now, mm -hmm. time is ticking. Right. You can't manage time. You can only manage yourself within that space of Oof. time. 
That's deep. So you can only you can only manage yourself. So what I try to do is in Ephesians, Ephesians uh, talks about man making the most of every opportunity. Mm. And I want to live a life that maximizes my gifts. Right. And I want to help as many people as I can for the purposes of anything that I do, anything that I want my marriage, my wife, my family to do. I want to point people to one that's greater than, than me, right? Yeah. To my God. Man, so it's beautiful. With, with that is my purpose, man. And know where mm. God has brought me from. It's, it's, it's the fuel for everything mm. that you, you know, may see us do. Right, right, man. That's beautiful, man. And, and, you know, the word is, is powerful, right? It's so much knowledge and wisdom. And a lot of people, you know, they, they just don't understand, right. That God has already laid out. Not only that, mm -hmm. he's also given us the provision, like everything that we need is inside of us. It might be in seed form and we need time mm -hmm. and cult to cultivate and develop right. and become the person that God Cause see. I'm going to tell you this, like, sometimes it's just timing. You know, um, yeah. I know for me, like the, the amount of money I'm making now, mm -hmm. God wasn't trying to give me that six years ago because mm -hmm. I would have been, it, it would have been a disaster. And so sometimes, man, God isn't, you're not going to give a 12 year old the keys to the bends, you know, and right. say, here you go. Right. This is your ride. You know, it, it takes time here. Start out with a, you know, start out with the hoopty, you know, and work your right. way up um, unless you're rich and that's just the way you do things. But um <laughs> Yeah, man, that's that's a wonderful thing, man. I appreciate that. One of the, the scriptures that I was thinking about is leaving inheritance to your children, children, your right? Children, so children. we're talking about generational yeah. wealth. And so, right. um, you know, I, I want, you know, one of the things my wife and I, you know, we agreed on was let's think seven generations deep. Like, wow. so Jaden, you know, he's 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 15 months and he's already wow. he's already taken care of. Like he's so now I'm yeah. working on his children. Right. right and so right. we're trying to we're trying to go seven generations deep man so uh man i there appreciate it bro man I, I love the knowledge and the wisdom man um you know i know uh you know we, we we talked a little bit about everything uh but definitely appreciate you um for those that want to follow samuel and his wife sure, man, sure. y'all i'm gonna have all the the uh the social media platforms that he's on the course you know how to get into the course the website all of that good stuff before we go one last yeah. thing if you can <laughs> if you can help someone right now to transform their life and, and we talked about the word but what can they take away from this podcast and say man this what he just said really changed my life it transformed my life um what would that be uh it, it depends i mean so i think it's life is about maturity and I once heard a wise man say maturity is learning to delay pleasure for a greater reward. Mm. So you have a goal in mind and don't get distracted from that goal. You have to tell yourself no to a lot of the distractions and, and things that just set you off course. And if you stay focused and if you keep that goal in mind, I mean, literally every day, you know, sometimes we try to do so much in one day. Just take a little, little chunk each day mm -hmm. and eventually you'll make progress every day. Just move in that direction. That's what it's about. And also I would tell whoever, every life is a journey. You know, it's a marathon. It's not a quick race. Mm -hmm. So don't be so focused on the end result that you lack joy in the journey. Right. Enjoy the process. Man, that's, that's powerful, man. I, one of my favorite quotes is trust the process. 
trust yeah. the process, man. I, I think yeah. of Joseph and Joseph trusted the process, man. And so, yeah. man, that's what's up, brother, man. Listen, I appreciate you, man. Give the, Thank you. Give the fam out my, my, my love and uh, we'll be in touch, brother. Appreciate you coming Absolutely. on to the show. Most definitely, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. I mean, no doubt.